may not be that smart and they may not be that pretty but they like to talk about Cardiff City it's the view from the ninny and with views from the ninny and not shoes from the ninny and the view from the ninny and... Welcome to another view from the Ninian, and yes it's a view from the Ninian with a twist this week I've been let loose as Ben James is on holiday you know despite what uh, a loyal listener said last time Ben James was away and not to bother next time, lads. We're ignoring it, and we're going ahead anyway. And as always, I'm here with Ben Price. Ben Price, how are you? I'm very well, mate. Bit full of cold, bit tired, bit run down, bit sick of football, but, you know, could be worse. So Could be next be week. A, yeah, it's a good energetic pod here without the dulcet, you know, Dane's Court tones of Ben James. But to be fair, this is a bit of a hard shift for us as well after the last week we've had. There's, you know, there's no doubt it's the... In the mini Hudson era that we're now in, this is the toughest spell he's had so far. And I yeah, suppose we have to go back to the Coventry game, don't we, Ben? Yeah, he's depends it's just during the honeymoon period. Now the honeymoon period's over, isn't he? Shit's got tough, shit's got depressing. He's buggered off to Greece. Yeah, he's in the Lee Tomlin, isn't he? Sting's again hard, he's gone abroad. And got, you know got, got himself deliberately sent off and now retired. Yeah, exactly. But come on, and let's, let's, we have to do it. Coventry, you know, how bad was it, Ben? It was a damn squib, wasn't it? It was just, like, there's so much you can complain about, but I think the main thing to take away from it was we just weren't good enough. It was really, really just, it felt very, I don't want to say it, but it felt very end of last season or sort of McCarthy era sort of performance. Like, we played a lot more passes, but it just felt nothing there. The lack of creativity that sort of caused us huge problems came back massively. And it was just a really, really bleak performance. Yeah, I think like after the game, I was trying to convince myself that we probably deserved something from it. And we just we just didn't. Like I thought we were poor from start to finish. I think we couldn't string passes together like we've seen in previous games. And we for the first time in a while, we looked completely disjointed. We, we seemed out of ideas. And it was just a frustrating watch. And I, I don't know, like you said, I did I did hark back, didn't it, to like an, an old time under McCarthy or something. And it's the first time in a good few weeks where I felt a little bit worried. And I think that, that was summed up really by their goal. It, it was just poor defending, really, wasn't it? Too easy. It was too easy. It's the same old story, isn't it? It's been like the curse of us for 18 months now. Just such an easy goal to concede and just the same issues rearing their head. It gets a bit worrying. We sort of see them pop up every now and again. There was a slight phase. We thought, oh, we're beyond that now, but it's crept back into our game again, people switching off. I mean, it doesn't help you sort of playing people out of position. I thought um, Vontae Campbell, really, I don't think he's ready to be playing championship football regularly. Um, There's a reason he's been left out. And then obviously a reason why he didn't start against QPR. Um, Problems down there. When you're playing two very inexperienced wingbacks, uh, fullbacks that we had, and Conku's probably played 20 games. Campbell's played two for us now, three, two or three for us. Like probably 10 senior games being sent off in most of those. It just leads to sort of problems. So it was just it, glaring errors all over the shop. And I think you're saying like you, you try to convince yourself we deserved a point. I think it's purely because there was a goal, sort of contentious goal disallowed. It, it sort of makes you think, Oh yeah, we deserved a point from that. But looking back, I watched the highlights and watched like a longer version of the game. Nah, we didn't. <laughs> we were second best all over the pitch. And you've mentioned that goal there, uh, the disallowed goal. Sorry. Um, and in the WhatsApp group, I think we were all frantically trying to read up rules. Um, was it a goal? Wasn't it a goal? And to be honest with you, at the time, I thought, oh, perhaps it's a fair decision from the referee. But it's not, is it? You know, in retrospect, what's wrong with that goal? But I think they're trying to say the reason it was disallowed was that uh, I can't remember what the defender's name is. Uh, didn't do a, like a controlled touch of the ball, but he's gone to play the ball and he's played it. It's not like it's an accidental deflection. If it was an accidental deflection, came off his thigh and fell fell uh, to Robinson. Fair enough, like that's that's offside. But he's played the ball. He's gone to hit the ball with his knee to sort of play the ball. It's onside as far as I'm concerned. It's a ridiculous goal. And then. The dog botherer then goes and like overrules alleged. his lines. Alleged dog botherer, sorry. I mean, it's not true. It was proven it wasn't true. It's just funny to say. But <laughs> um, yeah, he goes and overrules the linesman. It wasn't like it was the linesman that gave it. It was discussions that didn't look like it was really much of a discussion. It was madly telling the linesman, this is what I'm doing. 
even though he couldn't have seen as much as the linesman did, it's a really, really contentious and strange decision. And people are rightly pissed off, including Hudson, because despite how, as, as poor as you were, like, really, really, we should have had a point just because that goal should not have been ruled out. And I think that's the bit, right? The fact he's gone over to the linesman, who was in a better position for it, and overruled him. And who knew as soon as he was marching over there, that's exactly what he was going to do. And I was just sat there thinking, oh, no, he's going to chalk this out. He's going to chalk this out. And that, that's why it was so frustrating. And, like, after the game, you know, Robbins has come out and said, oh, you know, we've got away with one there. And I'm like, fuck's sake. Like, if their manager's saying that, our managers are known for kind of, you know, not saying Venga. anything controversial. Yeah, going along with whatever the line says and things like that, uh, the referee says. And oh, it, it, it was a really, really frustrating one. And I think... Well, we come on to the QPR game later. I think a couple of things have gone against us where we've had a little bit of luck in the past few weeks as well. That I don't know, it, it's really, it's very really cool quickly dried up. Yeah. And this is why I could never do a proper punditry job or anything. It's like I've changed my mind. They go from, ah, oh, we're going to be in the playoffs one week to Christ, we might go down. But I think that that Coventry game, I was hoping it would be a blip, but. I don't know. Like I know you got one more point. You put on the agenda here, which seems to be a pressing issue. Why do Hummel do great kits for Coventry? Let's do that first before I go into the QPR game. It's just really nice, isn't it? It's, it's a they do lovely. They've got like a purple away kit as well that reminds me of the Renford Rejects kit. Yes, nice sort of that. Really, really nice. But yeah, I don't know what it is with Hummel. Like I not slagging off New Balance because I think they they've done a cracking job for the home kit. The away kits are sort of meh. Yeah, I'm uh, increasingly disliking them week on week and I don't know whether that's when they're aligned with certain results or what as well yeah it doesn't help does it but yeah that black kit's dead to me now <laughs> yeah but you look at what they're doing for Roma that Roma kit that I mocked up was a beauty if we had that top tier but yeah Hummel man they're just doing nice kits and sort of walking off them like you sort of walking away from the game sort of going yeah but Coventry looked good didn't they at least <laughs> that's, all <I> <laughs> yeah. that's all I could think it was like oh god Hummel do nice shirts for them so I've always wanted a Hummel tracky bottoms, but I, I can't justify buying one if it's not a Cardiff one, I think. Yeah. Like, I, like I don't really wear trackies that often. And, I, you know, I, I need them to take over the kit manufacturer because I think they're little chevrons and I think they're booty. It's just a nice, classy look in it. It's just very... So you think about, like, I think of Ginola at Spurs and that Spurs kit. Um, and, yeah, all of that is just a classy little fear for a club that's not very classy in a city that's a shithole, so... Oh, yeah, we won't get you onto that again. But actually, one more thing about Coventry, I suppose. Do you think it comes across as a bad result? Because do you think their place in the table is artificial? And do you think that people are kind of, you know, clinging on to the fact that they're bottom of the league a little bit too much, considering that they've got so many games in hand? Yeah, they've had a massively disruptive start. So they couldn't really get going. They've got their first two wins on the bounce. They won again last night, I forget. Yeah. It's like... It's not as if they're a bad side. They're t- even if they were bottom, they played all their games. It's a false position. You saw you saw the true Coventry last season. They're they're a good side. So it's not like if that performance was against someone like and I know they're doing all right at the moment, but Rotherham, you'd be a lot more concerned. Coventry are a decent side. They knock it about well. They've got some really good strikers. Like it's it's a, it was a very disappointing finish, and I think we know we're capable of much more. I think that's where the frustration lies. Is even in the Hudson, we've seen that we are better than what we did in that Coventry game. So it's, yeah, it's just, it's a false position for them. It's It makes it look a lot worse than what it actually is in probably hindsight. But yeah, they're not going to be there at the end of the season, are they, Coventry? No, they're another team that could be where we are or they could be in the playoffs. Mm. It's, it's it, again, it's the, look, the championship is so open this year. If you would say, what are we, 10, 11 games in? If you would say QPR and Blackburn would be the top two. After everything they've gone through, it's 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 not what you predict. The championship is just wide, wide open this year, and so we, we've gone in a week from Christ Roms on the playoffs to Christ Roms in the relegation zone, and that sums up this league perfectly this year. So, yeah, I'm, it's like we're going to get a little delirious and get a bit like, oh fucking hell! I think this podcast just because of the way it is, but I think over the course of the season, it's just going to be one of those weeks. I think. And let's, let's move on to this QPR game. I really don't want to speak about it, especially after being there last night as well. £34 for that shower of shit. But to be fair, not inflicted. I don't think it was our fault to start that way. But you for here, do you think it's our worst performance of the season? Yeah. 
I think just everything felt out of control. Everything just felt loose. And I think that especially at the back, we look so shaky. Um, I don't think it was a penalty. I certainly wasn't a red card, but Simpson should not be allowing the player to get in front of him like he did. And it wasn't the first time he was caught out. He was already on a booking before he got sent off. Was he booked for the first challenge? I don't think so. No, he wasn't booked. But he gave away a silly foul very, very early on. And it's just the basic defender. It's a, it's not a penalty. It's not a red card. But it's basic defenders. You don't let the man get in front of you like that, especially that easy. Um, but yeah, it was just really, really poor. And as soon as that first goal went in and we were down to 10 men, the fans felt like it was game over. And the players certainly looked like it was game over. I tell you what, that is the most kind of dejected I've been in a game for a while. As soon as he gave that penalty and I saw the red card, it was, okay, game's over then. Like, it didn't ever feel like we were going to come back into that. I And sometimes when a team goes down to 10 men, they solidify a little bit, you know. They put men behind the ball and make it hard to break down, and we didn't look like that at all. It and just I think felt it was, inevitable that QPR are going to get a couple more goals, isn't it? Yeah, and like I said to you, like, just before we started the pod, like, it's the first time I've actually left a game early it's the earliest I've ever left a game. As soon as that third goal went in, I'd had enough. I think I'd all, I was already had a bee in my bonnet about paying as much as I did because like, I'm sick of London clubs, especially charging as much as they do for games like that. Millwall have done it to it this year. You know, QPR have done it again for midweek game. It's shocking. And I, I, I just, yeah, I left as soon as that third goal went in. And I was saying to you as well, like I took my mate who's never been to, an Australian friend of mine who'd never been to a game in the UK before. And I thought, oh, this should be great. And what a typical Cardiff City game to take him to. I was just gutted. <laughs> See, I think it's an issue with taking Aussie passport holders to their first games. So my cousins live in Perth when I, I lived them for a little bit. They came over for Christmas. I was like, nice little Christmas present. I'll take my younger cousins to a football game. Got them City shirts. Um, was it Boxing Day or the game? It was the game between like New Year's and Boxing Day. And we were 3-0 down within 60 minutes against Watford. Oh, yeah. Their first game. And it's I think that's the second game. That's the first game I ever left early from. And I went, they were sat there watching. I've got, nah, fuck this, I'm off, boys. <laughs> and left <laughs> me in the stadium. Oh, yeah. I was just... It's one of those games where you could see the home fans actually felt sorry for you. And I think that makes it worse. Like, you, you know, you're speaking to QPR fans after the game. And they're like, oh, sorry. And they're like, oh, sorry about that, lads and things. I'm like, oh, come on, at least be horrible to us. It's I don't want to be seem to have a weird rivalry with us that's not quite... I don't particularly like him, but I don't have a dislike for him. I can't stand him. Yeah, but you live around them and sort of have to go there a lot. It's more... I've never actually... I've not actually been to Loftus Road. It's sort of one of those ones I've sort of wanted to go to, but the prices have put me off. Yeah, it's and a lovely ground. But that's like why it. I wouldn't leave early. I think I've paid... If I've paid that price, I'm sitting there till 20 minutes after kickoff to get the value for my seat. Yeah, that's a good way of doing it, to be fair. I think I just my head had gone. I just wasn't not in the mood for it at all. I just went to the pub early because I knew they were less likely to check if we were home fans or not. And I just wanted a pint because it was just miserable. And you've put here, Romeo, Romeo, where art thou, Romeo? Um, how much do we miss our first-choice fullbacks? You know, it stands out in games like that, doesn't it? They just We look such a different side with inexperience. Or, like, NG's very much confirmed to me, like, He's not been bad at right back, but he's not a right back anymore. I think he's much better playing centre back. You need that pace, you need that attack, otherwise you become very one dimensional. Um, and yeah, we've missed him massively, probably. And then to lose him on top of like Collins being out for so long, and sticking who have we had at right back? We've had NG, who then went in the middle. Tom Sangs played there. It's just been a rough experience, sort of showing we're probably lacking for cover in that position. It's I think Vontae Campbell hasn't worked out as much as we'd like it to. He's, he, I think he was brought in to be second choice and yeah. clearly shown he's not ready. And with Romeo out now, hopefully he's back for the derby. But yeah, his impetus is massively missed. And he's shown why he's like been a huge, important player for us this season. Like I completely blanked out about Jamalou Collins. I, I'd just forgotten that it happened. And that's such, like, I know we touched on that at the time, but that's such a big loss. For us, you know, he was our top performer early in the season. And it's games like that where you want to take about the scruff of the neck. And when you've got him marauding forward, you need it. He's an outlet. And he's great defensively as well. And, God, I think that could bite us as the season goes on, right? He was such a gem, though, when you look at him. He's like, I know he's only like four or five games he played, but he looked like he could legitimately put a stake down for being one of the best 
probably not one of the best players in the championship, but certainly one of the best left backs in the championship. Oh, 100%. Played. Yeah, absolutely unreal. He was a superb find and just that bit of class we were lacking. Um, and him going out there, Romeo sort of, and I think what really hurts with Romeo now is he was really starting to find form, really starting to work out his role in the team yeah. and understand what was needed, not just defensively, but attacking. And to pick up, and I don't think it's like a bad injury. It sounds like it's just more of a niggle that he's not quite ready for. But Christ, we've missed him going forward and defensively since he's been out. Yeah, and like, you know, we've got him conquers. You know, we, we've said, we've had mixed reviews of him on this pod. I think you can't rely on someone like him to be consistent. You're going to have games where he's going to set the world alight and there's going to be games where it just doesn't work. Like the Coventry game was one of those where he was bursting forward and it just didn't really come to anything. So I think, you know, someone like Romeo has been so consistent this year. He doesn't do many exciting things, but he's just, he puts himself about, he covers the pitch, he covers ground. And yeah, it, it, it's so obvious in games like last night when he's not there. We see what he did at the Burnley game. It wasn't like a super. It wasn't like he was a ten out of ten, but he was a constant seven half out of ten down that line, just waiting for it. And then eventually he put that one ball in, and we get the equaliser, fully deserved. It's just those little moments we were missing, and just were never felt like they were never going to happen yesterday. It was just a tough, tough slog, and we were missing him massively. Do you think something has changed then in the last week or so? Because my opinion, like before, I throw it to you. I think. You know, the Coventry game, you're going to have a game like that every now and again, right? Where it just doesn't work. You don't turn up and it's a one, you know, it's once in a blue moon. That's fine. The QPR game, I'm viewing it as, you know, it's such an early red card. I don't think you can blame the performance. But is it worrying having two performances like that in a row? <sighs> yes, but I think if they were in, it's just because they were in a row. I think either, if there was a game in between of those performances that we've got like a draw did all right in, I don't think it would be such a pressing concern. And I think it's also highlighted worse with what's coming up on Sunday that make it feel 10 times worse than it actually is. I think you're right. It was just because it was such an early and soft red card as well. Uh, it was, it's, off. it's not even a foul. No. And you know it's bad when Twitter, let's be honest, Twitter is the least like, normally it's not like the most partisan. It's either black or white. It's either it was a straight red card, you fucking idiots, or... yeah. There's no in-between, really. It's everyone's... They, they, the other team go... But we've had replies to that video that got tweeted out saying, yeah, it wasn't even a foul. And that's what QPR fans... Yeah, like lost for words, wasn't it? They 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 commented underneath saying, like, that's not a foul. It's not a foul. And to be fair, like, in the ground, we were the other end of the pitch. So you're just... You're thinking, oh, it must be. To be that confident that early in the game that it's a red card, you, you must think it's absolutely stonewall. And then I didn't watch a battle this morning because I, I just couldn't face it last night. I just could not be bothered with it. I was so annoyed. And then I looked at the tweet and I was like, oh, Christ, it's not even a foul. And I, then I was even worse. I'm glad I didn't watch it last night. I would have been fuming. I can sort of see why in real time the ref's giving it, to be fair. It does look like it's a tangle of legs. It's sort of like it's initiated because it looks worse because there's two City players next to each other. And it looks like we're sort of sandwiched if he's gone down yeah. and it's gone from there. But even if he's done that, I don't see how he's gone. What's well, a Stonewall red card? Because it's not a clear goal scoring opportunity. Yeah. I'm not sure how... It's not dangerous. Is it that he, it's that rule of sort of there's no clear attempt to play the ball, which I think there is. If you go for the ball like that, you're cutting across. It's not like he's gone to like wipe him out. It's just... It's never a red card. Even if you think it's a penalty, it's not a red card. Yeah, I, I didn't understand it. I must admit. I think... I'm glad it was an away game. I'm glad it's somewhere like QPR. I didn't expect us to get a result anyway. The one last year was, we know it's an anomaly. We don't turn up in London. We, we never show up when we get that far down the M4, which is frustrating for me when I live in London. <laughs> but, um, you know, that's been and gone now. I think that because of the red card, it almost like it papers over the cracks a little bit, doesn't it? And you can think, you can just blame that. I don't think it kills our momentum completely going into the game on Sunday. But before we get on to the game on Sunday, we've got some Twitter questions. Can I do it as smoothly as Ben James? I'm going to go with no, but I'm going to try. First question. Oh, there we go. Another positive one from you know Ryan March. Thank you. To for be this fair, one. I did ask the most hysterical like questions people had. It was sort of more a stoke in the flame, sort of going, "How mental can we go?" And uh, to be honest, they weren't as bad as I thought. No, to be fair, I could tell us when as you tweeted. <laughs> but, mistakes? No, no, no. Just just mood change. <laughs> <laughs> but first question. What would you rather do on Sunday than watch the game? 
Yeah, this is the one I responded to saying this is what gets me cancelled. Okay, so shall I move on? No, it's just anything really, and it's. It, it, can you honestly? Say, I hate the South Wales derby at the best of times. It's my least favourite game, but it's always the game I look for first when the fixtures come out. It's a really yeah. weird thing. I've got a hot take on this. I'd say um, I'm actually looking forward to it for the first time because that fucking double nonsense is done. You know that little hoodoo that's done now, and that. I, like I was so scared about that happening, and it's gone. That band has been ripped off. It's done, and I just don't think the pressure is there anymore. I don't think we're expected to get anything from it because we've been so shite in recent years, and they're very excitable down west at the moment. And if we do, by some miracle, get a result, oh, it might not be a miracle. I'm pushing it there. If we do get a result down there, God, it'll hurt them. And I don't know. We'll get on to the derby in a bit, but. So you're not going to give me an answer? Well, you'd rather do them watch the game then? Um, it's definitely not going to Toby Carvery. I took this, of course, some controversy, Twitter food opinions. Toby Carvery, shit, isn't it? Yeah, it is a bit shite. Yeah, I think we can leave that there. Mind you, I had the worst roast of my life last Sunday. Went to a pub uh, and they'd run out of everything. Didn't tell us. Charged us 20 quid for the roast, which is extortionate in the first place. Um, welcome to London, lads. Um, there was no... Carrot, no cabbage. There was just all of what was on there. There was cabbage shouldn't be in a roast anyway, but there was a piece of meat, some roast potatoes, and uh, I think that was it effectively. And they didn't need they'd run out gravy as well, so we only had a little splattering. That sounds grim. Got my money back, but again, fuming. I've had a bad week to be honest with you. Me and Hudson, I think we've had bad weeks anyway. What's the next one on you? Gonzo McKenzie. Can we start a collection to buy blindfolds and earplugs for those going on Sunday? At this point, taking people to watch the South Wales Derby may put the club in breach of the Human Rights Act <laughs> as a cruel and unusual punishment. Good. Another, another hysterical one. You did ask for it, Ben. I asked for it, and Gonzo massively delivered on that. Fair play to him. Okay, Alan Griffiths. Fuck the result tonight. Can you imagine if Nkonku scored on Sunday? I think his head would blow up with how mad he'd go. I... I would love to see that. How much would you love to see that? Ben? I think if he scores, he might break his own neck with the ferocity of him doing the Ayatollah in front of the Jacks. <laughs> Just oh. slamming his head down, compressing his vertebrae. Oh, that'd be absolutely wonderful. I'd pay serious money to see that. Okay, one year from Frag Donuts. Why does the swim away gesture bother people so much? I know the history behind it, but the fans are reacting to it in a way... Uh, they do then just plays right into their hands. We call them Jack Bastards and they flip that around by calling themselves it just a thought. What are your thoughts on the swim away gesture? Bother you at all? I literally couldn't give a shit. It's grown men that sort of chase some kids into a sea 30 years ago that both sides cling on to in a bit of a tragic way. Um, it doesn't bother me at all. I think it's just give a shit. nonsense, isn't it? It's just people waving arms. I don't know, like, whether well, that's just because I'm getting older and I just get less wound up by things, but it's just funny watching adults try and mock people about a, a story, a myth from 30, 40 years ago and the rest probably. But like, like why do people care? Everything that goes with it does my head in though. It's not just that. It's like, um, who did it last year for the Jacks? Was it Obafemi did it? Oh, God, no, I don't pay any attention anymore. They've been doing it for years. Like, I feel like every time he plays does the celebration. And then, like, BBC run an article saying fans outraged as Obafemi does the swim away. And I went through Twitter trying to find who did it, and I saw maybe two tweets saying that he was a dickhead for doing it. Yeah, and people weren't exactly outraged in the ground. They're just doing the usual wanker signs. Yeah. He would have done that after any goal. Yeah, he's so, lit- you know, it's nothing to do with that. It's anyway. A weird one. Matthew Hawkins, I think people need to calm down. Two dreadful decisions have cost us points. It happens. What is becoming increasingly clear is the scattergun approach we took in the summer has left us short of quality across the pitch. Do you think that's a little bit too negative or do you reckon he's got a point? I don't agree. I think you can't go from where we were at the start of the season, like looking at it and saying that I don't think, I certainly don't think the approach in the summer was scattergun. I think Morrison had a plan and look to get players in those positions to fill that plan. Whether the players have worked out, when you're bringing in, was it 17 players in the end we brought yeah. in? Not all of them are going to work out. But I certainly do not think the approach in the summer scattergun at all. I still think, as I know he's moved on, and I know sort of things are there going on, but 
yeah, I'm not going to give Morris like slag off any of the transfer approach this summer. I think the club did exceptionally well in the very tight circumstances. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think there's calculated, it was thought into it. And I think, yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head there, to be fair. Um, Diff MJ, essentially, we've traded in more peaceful press conferences, yet very boring ones for a complete loss of identity and pretty awful watch. I take back all the press arguments for that project that got us all excited. Interesting take. It's a fair take. It does feel like it's gone backwards a lot the last couple of games, but I, I still thought we were good the first couple of games. I thought we could against Burnley. Um, yeah, I think other than these two games, I think the performance under Hudson have been pretty good, and I think we've shown a bit more attacking intent at times. Edward Tobin. Burn the grey kit. It's mere existence as a massive downer. I agree. How could any player feel anything other than complete apathy when donning such a miserable garment? I blame it for the entire hopelessness of the season so far. It's also making referees go mad by just gazing upon it. It's, a, it's an interesting conspiracy theory. And to be honest with you, I agree with it. Burn that. It's a horrible kit. I thought I liked it at first. It's different, but it's, it's grim. It's like a bad training kit. It's a bad training kit and it just brings... Do you remember Man United against Southampton ditched their grey kit? The, yeah. And like the reason in the 90s grey kits came out is because they were supposed to look good with denim jeans. They didn't. <laughs> but, that it, that's... Yeah, it's just... Grey was a weird choice. It's just... Echoes of the Wales kit, isn't it? Like the grey and black. Like, yes, I've never again. thought of that. We never, win, we never won in it. No, I actually quite liked the design of that kit until it all went to shit and then it but was... But it's yeah, but it is a curse kit, and so is this grey kit. I think, though, even though we've won more in that kit, we have the pink one, but still. Oh, that pink one's grim. Let's not go on to that. Right, Paul Walsh. I don't think we played bad Saturday. The Lino had a fucking broken arm, though, couldn't flag down a bus. QPR, we were not at it. Too slow at the back, always on our heels. Let's hope we are better Sunday. Shall I have a mixed meat and chips after to cheer me up? Yeah, catch some barbecue sauce as well. Waiting for that. Thought you say that. Oliver Reese. What does Hudson need to do before Sunday? Someone who's played in this game should know what it means. Don't want to hear him play it down like Morrison and McCarthy. Something different needs to happen prior to the game. Struggling to find any positives after tonight. Do, do you think that is an advantage, right? Having Hudson there, who's you know been part of that fixture, he knows how the fans feel about it. Do you think that we need to rile our players up going into it? Or do you think we need to play it down? No, I think we need to play it up. You look at how the Jacks respond to it and why they've been so afraid. Yeah. They big it up. They know how important this is. And they've gone, look, this is, this is the season for us this year. So, so go out there, all guns blaze, and make the most of it. Everything around the club is focused on that result. A bit too much at times. It's a bit cringy. But... Uh, yeah, they could borrow a scarf, man. They do a scarf of it. Oh, what was it? It's T-shirt, scarf with a double I know. I know the kit launch was like references to it all over. And that is pathetic. Right? It's it's a it was a bit much. They're still going on about it now. All right, lads, you did it well done. But it's yeah, the club need to build it up and sort of share, say, especially like considering how crap we've been in Derby for the last three four years. I think it has to be played up and say, look, this is our season here, lads. We win here. It's a it's the pit. We'll come to it in a bit, but we'll come to it in a bit. Yeah, we, I but yeah, you, I think you're bang on. To be fair, we say we come to it a bit. Every question is about the fucking game on the weekend. So here we go. CJ Hunt. As the Jacks did the first ever double, is this now a curse for us to forever not win? And how do we lift this curse? Willing to sacrifice players if necessary? I'll flip that. You have to sacrifice a player, which one would do? I knew this was coming. Oh, which player would I sacrifice? Um, I can't think. We've got too many new ones. Um, who would I bin off? Um, oh Christ, I'm, I'm going to say which person I'd kill. I'm going. I'm literally going through the Cardiff City squad list now. Looking, who would I kill? This is where Ben James would stop this conversation, but he's not here. He's Carry not here, then. so let's do it. Um, Gavin White. I don't think anyone would argue. <laughs> um, who would notice? Who kill it? Spy in the home end, guys. You look handsome tonight with a picture of the QPR uh, game. You must have spotted me in the far end there. Thank you very much. Uh, Tony Jones, we haven't played well, admittedly, but two shocking and, and awful refereeing decisions have massively cost us. Both decisions are equally in, <laughs> incompetent, but the sending off is just astonishing and raging. I think we agree with that. Uh, Josh Morrill, just got into the podcast. Leon Jean was my shoe in for the ankle tag. I don't know what that means. Am I, I think you just, I think am I, am about I, the tag. Of the shoe in tag. for the ankle tag. The, the, 
I, I thought I'd forgotten how to read them, but that's a reference to the question from last week. And to be honest, that was the that was the answer I was going to give, but I stopped myself. But so I'm glad he said it. Uh, the Bluebird view. When can we expect to see a new manager? The, the board sacked Morrison because of the results, but in the long term, I don't think Hudson's the answer. Rob Edwards is available, but I guess that makes too much sense. So the board won't go with that option. This is an interesting point. I forgot Hudson is not a full-time manager because it's just dragged on. I think we'll probably see five prime ministers by the time we name one. Like Satire. I tell you what, topical, eh? Um, what do you expect to happen? Like, I know we touched on it last week, but now we've had, you know, two slightly dodgy results. Has that changed? What's his position? And I put this with a bit later on, but we might as well bring it up now. Could the result on Sunday sway the decision either way? I don't think it'll sway the decision because I don't think the club are looking for anyone. It just feels like nothing's happening there. They're content with Hudson having it for as long as it needs to be. But I think the result on Saturday can make the fans question whether he's the right man long-term. Um, I think the club have got a decision to make, which they're shite at doing, let's be honest. They either stick with Hudson and say, this is what we're doing. And put a bit. It might be a bit of that as well. The players' the performance is dropping off. A bit of unknown because... You think the way it was going, it was sort of right. Well, there's an announcement that Hudson's keeping the job until the World Cup because right now there's so much uncertainty with what's going on in that job. The players don't really know if they're coming or going with it. Do they get someone in, a senior coach, to work alongside Hudson and sort of just help him through? Because it's not easy when you're a young coach. I think that's the one thing Steve Morrison really could have done with it was a bit more of a senior head, just to sort of talk him through things a bit, even if it's not they're not there day day to day on the touchline, just sort of a bit more of an advisor or do they look at someone like Rob Edwards and go, right, Huds, you can stay as a coach. I think he has to stay. He's a great coach, but this manager thing, I think is for someone else. Yes. Yeah, interesting one. Cause I think like obviously raving about him and it felt like a completely obvious decision just to keep him in place. Right. But it is when you see that game against Coventry, you kind of thinking would have been different if you had a different type of manager there, someone who's gone through that before. I think that's harsh. I I don't necessarily agree with that, but it does make you think, right? Is he the right man? I I still think stick with him, but then that may I I know what I'm like. I might change my mind if we get spanked on the weekend. I it's a difficult one because. I think Edwards makes a lot of sense on paper. You sort of look at it and go, it makes sense. But he's going to want to put his own stamp on things. And we've had too much change to make more change, if that makes sense. So I think if you stick with Hudson, there's a lot of continuity there. I think it's the staff around him could make a huge difference. It's just, yeah. Again, it's the short-termism of the club when they, we thought they were finally looking long-term to go very short-term. It's just, yeah, they sort of back themselves into a corner now. And I don't think they know how they're going to get themselves out of it. I think the thing that bothers me is just the lack of communication. We don't know either way, right? They haven't they haven't put their, you know, they haven't got behind Hudson. They haven't told us anything. There's no clear plan there, and it's the same thing we've mentioned over and over again, isn't it? There's no yeah. There's no respect for us as fans. They don't they don't tell us anything, and it's what we've come to expect. And you know, nobody's even really moaning about it now because it's just the norm. It's but, sad, isn't it? It's we've become very apathetic to it. It's more yeah. when they do speak, I cringe more than listen with interest. If I hear Dalman's going on talk sport, I'm thinking he's either going in to buy another club or he's going to say something stupid. Yeah. And that's exactly what normally happens. So that's the thing. Like, I want them to speak. And then when they do, I'm going, I wish they hadn't. Yeah. So you're just stuck between a rock and a hard place, really. But anyway, last of the Twitter, it's not a question. It just says, instead of Niels on Konku, it should be Wheels on Konku. Thank you for that, Dylan Curtis. So, right then, I tell you what, do your wiki quiz. I hear wiki you quiz. go on this way. Go on. Ben hasn't done it, so I've jumped in. Um, it's quite a nice one, this. Um, so, in 2011, I've got to find it now. In 2011, he was reportedly, this player was reportedly attacked while out in a Glasgow city centre. It was claimed by witnesses that a man headbutted him, then kicked him to the face after he fell to the ground before police stepped in. However, the police later said they had no record of the incident. This lad is also a Liverpool supporter. But as a youngster, his hero was Ryan Giggs. Well, that hasn't aged well. Um, so Glasgow Bar, 2011, in a fight. Is yeah. Effectively the- but despite the police stepping in <laughs> to stop it, the police said they had no record of the fight taking place. So potential bribery as well is what we're saying. 
possibly, but by the person that gave this player a kick in. <laughs> yeah, or the police looked at who he'd given a kick in and gone, fair enough, probably deserved it. Yeah, that's good. Who would that be? <laughs> right. Oh, I don't know. This is a tough one, actually. Like, my instant thing is go Scottish. But, oh, who would it be? I don't know. I really don't know. I'm going to go for... No, I can't be him. I'm gonna, fine, I'm going to say it. Chris Burke. Why not? It's not. Chris Burke has never done anything that interesting. No, I, I know. That's he why was... I didn't... That's why I, I kind of hoped it was him. You know when you look on players' Wikipedia pages, because Chris Burke was what I... He was the first name I actually thought of to do this quiz on. Yeah. But he's so uninteresting. There is no personal life section <laughs> on his Wikipedia. I was like, oh, well, there's no hope with this. So I was like, who else we got? So it is, and you fell into my trap with this. This is where I went for it. September 2011 at the Glasgow City Centre. It's not Scottish, obviously. No, no. but he did play in Scotland. Leuven's? Joe Ledley. Oh, he's gone for an obvious person. But with something I didn't, I like it. With a bit of a twist, yeah. I, I thought it was a good one. Even though I know he played in Glasgow, I still don't think I would have got that. I just wouldn't have put that story with him. Oh, I there we go. Was, I, I thought he was a City fan. I generally didn't know he was a Liverpool fan growing up. Oh, I didn't know. Uh, yeah, that's kind of spot. Thanks, mate. Yeah. I, didn't, I could have done without knowing that. Now he definitely ain't getting the job. <laughs> that's gone quiet, isn't it? Just thinking about that, that's suddenly gone out of nowhere. From Joe Ledley's definitely getting the job, source of Todd's, he's getting the job too. What job? I I don't think he's the right type of personality to have around in terms of I sorry, I don't think he's a bad person. I don't think he's an inspiring person, is effectively what I'm saying. I'm not I might be wrong, but I, I don't see how that works. I think he'd be great to have around the dressing room if things are going well, because he is quite funny. And he can but, dance. Yeah. Other than that, yeah, I think you, like I said, for Huds, I think it's a senior approach. But yeah, Joe Ledley was it. Was the there man. we go. From Joe Ledley into the derby. Here we go. We're going for it. And you've gone for a really positive list of questions you put on the agenda for play <laughs> yep. to you. Um, the derby preview that no one wants to talk about, but we're going to do it anyway. How bad is it going to be? Well, I've said a bit of my opinion. Go on, have your little rant. I'm, I'm assuming that you think it's going to be shit. You've talked me around a bit, to be fair. Suddenly yes. I've gone, the pressure's off a bit, isn't it? Who, because I've... I've Gone into this derby, like I say, I hate the derby, but I've felt almost apathetic to this derby. Mm. I've that's the second time I've used it, it's a big word. I've used I know it it's a word of the week. Yep, it was on my toilet paper. And <laughs> going from there, it's just, yeah, like I'm, I'm sort of talking to you now, I'm sort of thinking, yeah, we've not got a lot to play for. It's the perfect game to sort of, in a way, it's the perfect game to sort of show what we're really about under Hudson. And sort of say, right, we can put these two behind us and make up for it in a massive, massive way. Even a scrappy 1-0 win is going to make the last week completely forgotten about for the next few weeks. It's going to just get the fans bouncing and lead us hopefully into the last little run before the World Cup on a massive high. So, yeah, in a way, I think it could be a dream. It could also be a horrible, horrible nightmare that are going to wake up in cold sweats for the next five years. Who knows? I think because we were so bad last time out, right? I don't think it can be that bad again because it was at home as well and we got absolutely spanked and, like, we completely deserved it. They, we were terrible from start to finish. They were better than us and it was an awful, awful watch. If that happens again on Sunday, it's fine. It's happened before. I, I'm sure I can get over it. But it's just that I think... Look at Swansea, right? They've had some great results recently, but they've also been tonked by Burnley. I think defensively, they look shaky. Like, one of those goals against Reading, I know they came back to win, they've shown a bit of resolve there. They looked all at sea. Like, it was absolutely pathetic defending. And I think, with the likes of Callum Robinson now, that is someone who is a pest, and he will not give them any time. And I think that could work in our favour. I, I I do worry. I, I, I still think they're a better team than us. I think they... I think they're doing a little bit better than I thought they would, to be honest with you. I thought they had that little blip, but they seem to come back round. I don't know. What do you think? Where do you think their weaknesses are? Where, to be honest, where, where do you think they can hurt us? If they hurt us, I think it's obvious. And Obafemi is a very, very good player at this level. You can see why Burnley was so interested in him, even if they didn't want to yeah. pay the fee that Swansea were demanding. I think he's the big, the big main man that's going to cause us problems. He seems to do it every derby. 
yeah. Hero being suspended is a nice little boost, but speaking to my mate who's a Swansea fan, him being suspended isn't the big loss yeah. this year that it was. I put year. ha 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 in the group chat, and as soon as I sent it, I went, oh, fuck, they've still got over me. And I was like, we're not blessed with that kind of depth that we are up front. That, they are dangerous, aren't they, with those players? Yeah. And Obafemi's got sort of similar to Robinson, but in a different way. Like he's got, so he's the kind of player that your team's going to love. And I think it being there, if he gets a goal, the fans can love it, really get into it. Because do you see, have you seen the video of him with Paul Ince? No. It's really funny. So Ince is, and I don't want to give him credit, but this was funny. Um, Ince, before the game, was talking about that, the lack of respect Swansea players showed in the past. Like I think Grimes did some keep up. He's in the middle of the pitch and stuff. Yeah. And uh, Ince was moaning about that. At full time, Oberfemi goes to shake Ince's hand. Ince just ignores him and storms down the tunnel. And Oberfemi does the little comedy sort of look around, shrugs his shoulders and pretends to shake his hand. She like shakes thin air. <laughs> oh, that is funny. I'm... It was funny and it really annoyed me. I like it. I was like, no, nah, all right, fair. But yeah, he's a danger man. I think the midfield's very good, isn't it? He's, I'm gutted he's still there. I was certainly the left by now. He's Grimes, I think. Yeah, I know. I was desperate because he was in that Reading game one game away from game uh, a suspension in the game. Him being out would have been a massive boost, but he's a quality championship player again. They've got really good players there. I think it is defensively where they're suspect, but we've got to be at our best to exploit it because that's what we've not done enough of. Even yeah. you look, you look at the games against was it, which which game was it? The Robinson should have had a few. Was it Burnley? Blackburn. Blackburn. Sorry, it should have had a few there. Sort of. We've not been clinical enough at times and we've not been creative enough. So, despite the league table's positions, it's like, I think it's four points in it or six points in it between the sides. Um, yeah. It could go either way because both sides have got a blistering performance in them, but they've also got stinkers. And we've yeah. got to make sure we're at our best to try and get anything from it. I think we've just got to, we've got to ride the first 20 minutes. I think they're going to come at us. I think, you know, the atmosphere will be there. Um, I think our away end has been flat at Swansea. Like I've been in it, and to be honest, I felt flat myself being in it. Like it, it's one of those games. It's actually quite hard to get up for in the away end when we've been so bad in recent years as well. I think we've got to like ride that first twenty minutes out, let it fizzle out a little bit, and I think it's the type of game where Robertson could get a brace or something like that. I think it's the perfect game for him for it to just I don't know click. I think. It's a pity that we haven't seen like you know we haven't seen Colwell over the last few weeks. I'd love to see him playing a game like this, but not I suppose to come on in like a sub towards the end because I think we do need to contain them first of all. Yeah, but you've put it here to be honest. Do you care? I didn't until we spoke about it, and then I'm caring again because I care. I I I think in past pods I've said I don't. But I don't know what it is about this one. I'm actually excited for it. And I think, again, to do that double thing, being and gone now, I feel like it's a clean slate. And I just I just want to batter them. I want to batter them. I'm just fearful that what could happen, um, just how it's gone the last few seasons, just everything with that. There's a, while there's, there's no pressure on the players as far as like being the favourites and the expectation, I don't think it's there from anyone outside the club. But... I think they have to do something. They have to show more. And I'd be a lot more confident. I'd probably care a bit more if we had done better against Bristol. It's one yeah. of those, they sort of just linger in the back of your mind going just, it's another, in my head, I'm sort of feeling like just, oh, it's another derby you're not going to turn up for. It's another bunch of texts I'm going to get for a couple of weeks and then it's over with. And I yeah. don't want that. I want to be the bloke sending the text this weekend. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be a nice change, wouldn't it, actually? It would. But I think I'm just hoping that we don't do anything stupid. I think we've got the potential to slip up. I think, you know, we know what all stops like with the ball on the back. Yes, it's refreshing to have someone playing out for the back, but I don't want him to just stupidly give the ball away to Obafemi in the first five minutes or something like that. I think I think we have got a chance. And I think I think it is a little bit artificial how far above us in the league they are. They are a better side than us at the moment, I think. But if we if we do click on the day, there's no reason why we can't beat them. You know, we've we've beaten good teams this season, the likes of Norwich and stuff. I, I you know we beat I know Borough down the bottom of the league, but when they click, I think they'll fly up the league. I think these are the types of teams that we can do well against. And I, I just think I think they're there for the taking when they're so suspect at the back. 
that is the glimmer of hope I've got with it as well. You're right, sort of saying the play, the teams we've played and done the best against are these sort of teams. Yeah, it seems to be the teams that sort of have the ball a bit more and try to dominate the ball. We seem to know how to deal with better because in our head, that's what we want to try and do. We're just yeah. not great at doing it yet. A lot better than we were, and things are still progressing. Like we're still at times knocking the ball about better. But I think we're better at knowing how to deal with teams that play like that than we are actually doing it. And I think that, yeah, you're right, that could be a big, big plus for us. Going into the game then, what changes would you, would you make changes for a start? And if you if you were going to, what changes would you make? If um, Romeo's not fit, I think NG plays it right back, it's obvious. Yeah. If the red card success, appeals successful, and this is going to piss a this might rattle a few feathers, but I don't like playing two left backs, uh, two centre backs with left feet. It showed that both players were very shaky. So for me, Simpson doesn't play. You play never Nelson. Of it, I've never thought of it like that. But but I, I'm not, I I famously don't pay any attention to if they're left or right footed, as I found out. It's just an absolute blank spot for me. I just don't pay any attention to that for some reason. It was I only really picked up on it when. I was driving over from football training before the QPR game kicked off and Gabs mentioned, Danny Gabbin mentioned it on fight on uh, Radio Wales. Yes. And I was like, oh, fuck, I'm going to notice that now. And I did. And it really showed. Kit Cray is out. not great on the left, on the right, playing on the right hand side, which he has to because he's the better defender. So he's going to be the more confident with the ball at his feet. But the two of them together looked really shaky, really confused. And just, yeah, it's, it's a recipe for disaster. And to be honest, I thought Nelson was all right with, against, against QPR. I don't think he did anything particularly wrong. He sort of shored us up and sort of put a good a couple of good blocks in. So for me, if if it's not Romeo, if Romeo doesn't play because he's not fit, um, it's NG, uh, Kipri, Nelson and Nkonku play. Nice. Right, the big question. Predictions, you know, what do you think the score will be? What do you think is going to happen? Is it going to be a magic moment? Is it going to be completely tragic? What What do you think? I hate predicting these games. No, Absolutely. come on. I hate it. And they normally don't because there's two of us and we've got to drag the time out. How are we looking? <laughs> 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 got to drag it out. Um, I'm going to go for 3-1 to Swansea. Ah, okay. Because I was going to say 3-1 to Cardiff. But go on then. Talk me through it. Why, why do you think 3-1 Swansea? Why, why are you so negative then? I just can't shake it. There's just been so much on it. It's not a negative. We score. That's better than done the last couple of years. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Oh, God. Yeah, that's sad. Yeah. Isn't it? But do you think... Are you going for the, you know, I, I telling yourself it's going to be shit, so if it's better... I think I'm prepared. I think I'm mentally preparing myself for the worst because I've been so dejected after these games that I can't be asked with it being crap again. I think if I'm going <laughs> right, it's going to be shit. My expectations are low. Much like my missus living with me, expectations are low. So anything good, anything above that is a bonus. Okay. So that's how she lives her life. And that's sort of what I'm taking from it is how to deal with Cardiff City in these games. So if we score a couple of goals, it's like on par with you emptying a dishwasher sort of thing. Is that what you're yeah. saying? Yeah. It's, I took yeah. the bins out without being asked. I've got to take the bins out tonight. That's just reminding me. <laughs> you can see the genuine panic in your face then. But <laughs> I've I, got to do the bins I, tonight. I think we'll beat them 3 1. I'm, I'm saying it. I think. I feel like there's a Robinson brace in there. I think score score early first half, contain them, score early. They'll have to come back at us a little bit, score a second. They will get one back, and then we'll finish them off at the end. I just that first goal is huge in this game, massive because we we don't come back into the game if they score first. I think I think nah, that's where our heads drop. Yeah, it'll kill you away. And like, I'm not going this time round, and I'm a bit gutted now. I think <laughs> I was I convinced myself I didn't want to go, but like, there's a big group of us going to watch it, and I think. I don't know. I, I it will completely kill it in both the pub and the away end if they score early doors. But it's I like fair play to anyone going because it's such a shit away. It's an awful day. It's an awful it's day. It's not a fun day out. You're doing it because you're loyal to the club and loyal to it's a sense of duty, isn't it? Yeah, what it means because it's not. I think like you'll agree as well. The best part of away days are normally not the game. It's everything oh, around it's that. Never the game. Yeah, so you're losing out on that sort of experience because you bust in and out from Cardiff to Swansea. You're stopping at one of the services on the M4 for a wee. 
and then it, that's it. There's no beer at the ground. It's just it's. Uh, there was last time. I'll give them that. They did a beer last time. Not oh, fair play, but it's still going to be watered down piss. It's like six quid a pint. So yeah, and by that point you don't want to drink because it's like halfway through the morning. You're not drinking on a supporters coach anyway. Yeah, like it's just it is. It's just a sad, horrible day. But it'll be all worth it if you do get a result at the end. Exactly. So I hope everyone that goes out to cracking time, don't be dickheads. Don't be making jokes about horses. None of that shit. It's not big. It's not clever. You look like a knobhead. If they do, if they do this sort of thing as well, just leave them to it. It's knobhead behaviour. We're all better than that. Well, speak for yourself. No, I am. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I think that I think that sort of behaviour is just archaic and there's just no need for it, really, is there? I've just realised I missed a DM from someone that asked us. A question that's just popped yeah. in my head. Go on and go for um, it. And it's not about not being big or big or clever. Um, it's from Steve. Yeah. Um, question for the pod. At what point can we stop blaming bad refereeing decisions? We all know the refs are fucking shit in the championship and haven't helped the last two games. But we haven't helped ourselves and lost points on games where we should have done better. Question is, who else to blame? The board, the interim manager, the players, or Craig Bellamy? Uh, I respond to him saying, I personally blame Scott Malone. But I said I'd ask you. I, I'm blaming the referees. Until they start making bad decisions, then we keep blaming them. Yes, I, obviously it does paper over cracks and we have been poor in some of those games, but I will... Sorry, Steve, I'm going to blame the referees until they get one right. So, there we go. I think, well, that's not exactly... I was just say on that controversial note, I think that's the least controversial thing I've said on the pod. But, anyway, well, good luck to all those Cardiff fans going down to Swansea this weekend. I'm half jealous and half... Well... Rather, rather you than me at the same yeah, time. Yeah, I think I'm not going to be jealous if it goes tits up, but if it goes well and there's absolute limbs in that away end, yeah, enjoy I'm the four I... hours they keep you there after yeah, the game. Wishing I was there. But anyway, Ben James, I'm sure some of the listeners will be glad to know he's back next week. Um, so please don't tweet this saying don't bother next time, lads. You know, we know it's not quite as good. I'm not as good a host as Ben James, but I had a go, all right. I'm trying, and you know, in the meantime. Follow us on Twitter, the usual VFT Ninian. Um, you know, if you want to, I'm not going to do the whole Ben. We do this for the love, not the money. But I've said it anyway. But go to our Kofi page if you want to donate to help us with the running costs. Uh, and until then, have a good night, everyone. Thank you very much, Ben. Cheers, mate. I think everyone, if there's any criticisms, people need to remember two of us, two out of three of this pod, when they went on holiday or away out of the country, recorded. That's a good point. Yeah, and there's no way Ben James has listened this far into the podcast. Not, not a chance. A ch- not a chance, so we can have a go at him. I was in a hotel room in Barcelona doing our emergency pod, and now he's sunning himself up in Greece. Let's Fucking ignore the fact that I did that earlier in the season. But, you know, Fucking disgraceful. Host, his pod. It's his, but, it's his child. He, he, he loves to remind us. So, you know, if you're wondering where that Kofi money goes, it's not to actually ask. That's how he's paid for this holiday. <laughs> oh, don't start that as a rumour. Don't come back to the practice. <laughs> I hope our almighty lead has had a great holiday and I I look forward to welcoming his tanned face back next week. But in the meantime, cheers, Ben. All the best. They may not be that smart and they may not be that pretty, but they like to talk about Cardiff City. It's the view from the ninny and with views from the ninny and not shoes from the ninny and the view from the ninny and...